Today's podcast is brought to you by our very good friends at Practice Evolution Prime. Practice Evolution Prime was created to bridge the gap from school to success. You can be successful, you should be successful, and being successful takes work. You have to gain the skills and foundation to be the sought-after family chiropractor, and our goal is to create extraordinary family chiropractors. This program is not easy. It will challenge you. It will push you. We choose to only work with doctors and students who are teachable, principled, and willing to work hard to improve their skills, practice, and their lives. If you are interested in learning more about this program and to apply, or if you are a patient looking for a PEP Prime doctor, visit our website, pepprime.com. That's pepprime.com, or call the Practice Evolution Program at 801-281-1646. Hey everyone, and welcome to the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach. Uh, Now, I got a couple of uh, business items that I wanted to go over with everybody very quickly. Uh, First and foremost, I wanted to thank every single person who sent in uh, survey uh, results for us. Those are super helpful, and I really appreciated all the amazing feedback. By and large, um, I'm really happy to see uh, that you guys are all really enjoying this content, um, and it's going to help tons of families with uh, young children um, the world over. Um, I also wanted to let you know that we do have a, a winner um, for uh, the uh, the survey um, contest that we did, um, and that person will be getting uh, a private email uh, to inform them uh, that they, they won the random drawing. So congratulations to that person. We'll keep it private for HIPAA concerns. Um, now, One other thing, and uh, I I thought I would just point this out. Uh, I apologize for the inconsistency in terms of uh, some of the release dates that we have on the podcast. Um, As a doctor in private practice who has a large volume of patients that we have to see every week, um, I've dropped the ball uh, just slightly, uh, and so for that I apologize. But what I would like to also let you know is that um, this episode, uh, episode 15, is going to be the last episode of this first season. And there's a reason that we're doing this. Number one... um, um, the producing a podcast, uh, obviously, it takes a ton of time and effort, and uh, I want to make sure um, that the content stays uh, at a, a high level. Um, and uh, that's that's the first thing. Uh, number two, um, we have done uh, some amazing scheduling uh, for some docs uh, who will uh, eventually record episodes for the podcast. Uh, but because uh, the podcast is starting to grow and we're attracting the attention of a lot of uh, really high-powered, amazing family doctors, um, scheduling is becoming a little bit more of a challenge. And I wanted to make sure that the content is all available to you guys on a weekly basis. So... Uh, After this episode is over, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, um, and then we will probably come back sometime in the fall. Uh, So look out for those announcements, uh, and and we'll go from there. If anybody has uh, any particular speakers that they do want to hear, by all means, contact us, and uh, we will get those doctors booked. Okay, for today, um, I think it's very fitting. 
And I think it's extremely exciting uh, to have uh, one of my longtime friends, a great chiropractor, um, and uh, an amazing uh, servant to our profession and her community. We have Dr. Stephanie Libs. Dr. Stephanie started as a chiropractic patient at age 12. She suffered low back pain and headaches almost weekly. And it wasn't until early adulthood, working as an assistant in a chiropractic office, that she observed miracles on a daily basis. And after receiving regular chiropractic care, her symptoms obviously subsided. This inspired Stephanie to pursue her passion by helping people through chiropractic care. And she moved from her native San Diego to San Francisco uh, to begin a postgraduate program at the Life uh, Chiropractic College West. She quickly became involved, serving on several mission trips internationally and locally to provide free chiropractic care to thousands of families in need. Stephanie's academic accolades include Student of the Year in 2012, Intern of the Quarter, Intern of the Month, and Clinical Honors. Um, she has a love for Southern California, which prompted her to return to San Diego, where she joined Libs Chiropractic Center in Pacific Beach. After two years, practice expanded due to a high number of referrals from other patients, and she moved into a larger office to open the Cafe of Life San Diego in the heart of Pacific Beach. And her focus is in pediatrics and pregnancy and family care, uh, as uh, are all the chiropractors that we talk to. And her philosophy is to honor the intelligence within each of us and to create a greater connection within the body, the community, and the world. Uh, now, Dr. Steph, uh, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Thank you. I'm so excited. This this is something that's long a long time coming, you know, and I think it's actually, I didn't even realize this, but I think it's really just relevant that we're bookending the podcast with Dr. Stan at the front and you at, at the end, um, because you two, you know, become two of my closest friends in this profession. We all kind of think alike. We all have very similar practices. Um, and I think we're all fairly grassroots when it comes to being involved in our communities and taking care of uh, the people close to us. So... We have a lot to talk about on this podcast. Uh, in our pre-chat, uh, Steph and I um, talked about um, <laughs> enough to fill its own podcast. So uh, <laughs> I want to try to hit all those points with you. First and foremost, um, talk to us a little bit about what your practice looks like, um, you know, the types of folks that you see there, and um, you know, what, really, what you like to do in your practice. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm not only um, a friend, but I'm also a fan <laughs> I uh, I really love the podcast, Dan. I've been I I listen to almost every episode, and um, I think it's great as far as like raising the bar um, in chiropractic and getting the word out and letting all of our parents and families in the community know what we do. That you know, chiropractic is not just a, a treatment for things. It's um, it's really powerful work that we do. So, um, yeah, like you said, in my practice, I specialize in pediatrics and pregnancy and. I really, really love working with entire families. Um, I mean, I get a lot of moms who come in that are breech, a lot of moms who bring in their kids for ear infections or constipation or um, colic, things like that, breastfeeding issues. But I really prefer working with an entire family because I think if everyone is getting um, adjusted together, they're healthier together, it just it's a bit of a different mindset if the whole family is getting adjusted um, because they're really there um, for like long-term wellness and staying healthy, not just treating stuff. Um, so that's really my favorite thing that I that I like to do. That's um, that's a common theme in in a lot of what we talked about, especially the docs have been doing this for a lot longer than we have. You know, Steve Hoffman, mm -hmm. uh, he he did such a great interview uh, several months back, but he's talking about health development, right? He's talking about yeah. going beyond 
just treatment, right? Going beyond yeah. the secondary and tertiary prevention, right? Because nobody is talking yeah. about this. You know, chiropractors talk yeah. about it until we're blue in the face uh, because we're, you know, we're we're exposed to a sort of a higher level of thinking in the patients that come and see us, right? And I mm-hmm. totally concur, right? I want to see full families because that interpersonal dynamic changes when mm-hmm. everybody is all in the office together, right? And as a result, yeah. their health improves um uh, exponentially, exponentially, yeah. Right, as opposed to we're just taking care of one person. Like I, I, I'm, I always screw this quote up, and I can't remember, but I, I'm pretty sure it was Sigafus who said this. Right, he he re, he reminds uh, everybody. Well, he used to before he passed away, but he reminds everybody of uh, a story. Uh, where you know he would have a patient coming into the clinic and he would yell at him and say, well, what the heck are you doing here getting healthy when everybody else at home is sick, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that was mm-hmm. Sigafoos. Was it Reggie? Yeah, I can't remember. Okay. It was Sigafoos, yeah. Yeah, but it's a great story and it's absolutely vital, right? Because we see... We tend to see the sickest people, at least in my clinic, we send the sickest people mm-hmm. first, right? But just because somebody is at home without symptoms doesn't mean that they're totally healthy, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And that's something that I really try and instill in my office is even our our payment options mm. are based on families. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, well, how often should I keep coming in? When is this going to get better? And I don't really like to answer those questions because I just like to make it, it's normal that you just come in on a regular basis. Mm. That's just what you do. Right. Whether you have a condition or not, you're going to be healthier when you get a, at least checked by a chiropractor on a regular basis and yeah. adjusted when needed. Um, and that's just what we do. That's just what's normal yeah. rather than coming in for a specific condition and treating that. Totally. And I think so. there, there is a bit of a paradigm shift for sure when patients come through the door. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, your practice is a lot like mine. And so you're seeing a lot of kids and a lot of pregnancy. And most of the time when, yeah. when parents bring their children in to see a chiropractor, it's because they already kind of have a baseline understanding, right? Um, when I see adults in my clinic, uh, let's say, you know, I get a rare patient that comes in, he's got back pain, you know, um, because by and large, most of my patients don't have back pain. Um, which is, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of, right. it's, it's weird for a lot of parents who have not been exposed <laughs> to chiropractic before to, to go to a chiropractor if you don't have pain. Um, right. but every once in a while, if I do have an adult mom or dad and they say my back really hurts, we'll go through my consult, we'll go through my exam, which is extensive. And mm-hmm. before the end of the first day, you know, I'll let my parents know, listen, Hey, it's a policy in my office that once we've had the opportunity to uh, examine you and examine your spine and your nervous system, that your children get checked at no charge in my office, right? We do that on purpose because of what we talked mm-hmm. about. It's an interpersonal dynamic. It's overall health of the family, overall health of mm-hmm. these children. Um, and it starts to have that conversation, right, uh, yeah. with parents about making sure their children have subluxation-free lives, right? Um, and if, you know, most of our listeners are pretty adherent. You know, they've been with us since the first episode. But for those of you guys who are unaware of that nomenclature, right, subluxation, very simply put, it's an alignment problem in the spine that has a neurological consequence. And they're so stinking common and they're so insidious mm-hmm. and progressive that, um, you know, a lot of the time they go for years without symptoms until the body mm-hmm. starts to have a hard time adapting and fatigues. And that's when you start to notice, uh, especially pain. Um, but subluxations can be contributors to a whole host of health issues that we, uh, as chiropractors try to get to the root cause of. Right. Yeah. Um, and Dan, I, I actually, I want to, um, quote you on this because, um, a lot of people will come in and, you know, we'll explain what a subluxation is, or sometimes I just use layman terms just to make it easier for people A misalignment, you know, things are, are off balance, things like that. Um, 
But a subluxation is really, like you said, and I love this, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Right? If the spine is out of alignment, the nervous system is compromised. The nervous system is activating all the stabilizing muscles around that segment mm -hmm. of the spine. And so it in, in and of itself, it cannot get itself out of that misalignment pattern. Correct. You know, right? it's funny. So yeah, that's that, where we come in. <laughs> that goes back to volume 18. You know, I, yeah. I know, you know, volume 18, but I mean, for those of you guys who aren't listening or who are listening, who are new to this, I think I talked about this in a previous episode, but this book, as much as I love it, it's an 800 page, just total nightmare. <laughs> Right. And plus, BJ Palmer is one of the developers of our profession. He had passed away, jeez, uh, he's like, what, what was it? For, almost 40 years? The 60s. Yeah. 70s? 60s? Oh. Yeah. I, man, time flies when you're having fun. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it goes all the way back to, you know, very primitive time in healthcare in general, where our scholars and medical scholars were all kind of trying to figure out how the body is supposed to work. When it comes to subluxation, you know, again, you talked about this very briefly. You know, patients will ask us, well, how often do I have to come? Uh, how much longer do I have to come until this thing is fixed? The fact is subluxation, um, according to BJ, is one of those things that it's, it starts out as kind of a protective mechanism. And over time, the body starts to adapt around it if it isn't corrected, right? I think one of the things that I talk about with my patients all the time, you know, to kind of disassociate and help patients understand a little bit better about why chiropractic care is lifetime care Mm-hmm. is because we as human beings, uh, we are essentially like cavemen, right? We're hunter-gatherers that have been displaced by technology, right? And mm-hmm. that's James yeah. Chestnut. I think I quoted him directly. Um, James is, is one of our mentors. He's a nutrition guru that I, I you know studied with in chiropractic college. But we as human beings are so displaced from our genetic mandate now because of all the technology mm-hmm. that we've been surrounded by that our bodies are having a hard time catching up. Subluxation yeah. as a phenomenon really occurs for three different reasons. It occurs because of mechanical trauma, which happens all the time now, right? Because especially with kids, like we have traumatic births. Um, Our kids have a lot more falls and accidents, like car accidents and sporting injuries are so predominant in our culture now. Um, We have emotional stress. Muscles can be pulling and twisting and knocking things out of alignment there. Uh, And we have toxic stress, right? From the environment, Mm -hmm. we're eating bad food, all sorts of other neurotoxins, what we call excitotoxins that can contribute to those big misalignments and neurological issues. These are things that humans are not prepared to deal with because we're so advanced, right? Past, uh, mm-hmm. you know, past uh, the genetic mandate that we were born with. Chiropractic care in that regard is the anti-industrialization, right? Chiropractors are here to help us go back to our genetic mandate so that we can fulfill mm-hmm. that birthright and actually be healthy for a change, right? Yes. So. And I'm so glad you, you brought that up because that is such a good... Um, I love that explanation of it, like taking us back to our caveman roots. Um, and uh, I've been reading a lot. You know, we just had a baby five months ago, and mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot um, on attachment parenting and stuff like that. And I've uh, just finished the um, Bill and Martha Sears book, Attachment Parenting book. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the the like tagline that they use: "Choose high touch over high tech" mm-hmm. when it comes to things for your child. Right. So like we were talking earlier about, you know, we see all these cute Instagram posts of kids being put in a bumbo or those doorway bouncers or those walkers before they're developmentally ready for them. And it really does a disservice to their functioning brain and nervous system. Right. Right. And it's almost like as chiropractors, we have to like combat those things so when kids are coming in it's like why are they constantly subluxated 
at their sacrum. Oh, because they're standing in a doorway bouncer mm. all day long before they are developmentally ready for that. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's like all these things that are so convenient for parenting are actually doing us a disservice. So I'm a big believer in like teaching parents to baby wear, which has so many benefits. Um, and, uh, to, um, continue breastfeeding, you know, extended breastfeeding, which really should just be called normal breastfeeding. Right. Right. (laughs) Like anything under two years old is, is really, um, early weaning right technically you know um so which of course there are challenges that go along with that but again one of those things if you're having trouble breastfeeding find a pediatric chiropractor the mom and baby getting adjusted can make a huge difference and continue that breastfeeding relationship which is so important you know talking to ian davis tremaine about this right the most common thing he sees in his office are breastfeeding issues and i see a lot Mm -hmm. of them too um it's almost it's almost a foregone conclusion that we'll have uh, some kind of a latch asymmetry issue with a mom who delivers a baby in the hospital. And this isn't mm-hmm. meant to disparage moms, you know, who have hospital deliveries. But I think one of the, one of the take home messages here really is that, you know, as human beings become more and more displaced by convenience, right. Which is what you were talking about. The more we're going to have to pay the price down the road. Um, mm-hmm. And so, again, chiropractors are there to try to minimize the effects of that convenience as much as humanly possible. The most important thing that, you know, I tell my parents to do, you know, is to have their newborns, you know, on their chest as much as possible, right? Because it helps to, uh, it helps to sort of automate that, that rooting and suckling response, which is so important and so primitive in a newborn, right? And that helps to get mm-hmm. their neck muscles, you know, online so they can start to look up and sort of scan at the horizon. And, and that leads into a whole host of other benchmarks that we want to see normally in, in our little babies. You know, you brought up, you know, that you, you know, just delivered, you know, a few months back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love for you to talk about that experience and go down that rabbit yes. hole a little bit so we can share that with other moms. Yes, absolutely. So, um, we uh, were planning home birth. Um, we just had our daughter, Aubrey, five months ago. Sunday, she'll be five months. I can't believe it. Um, and uh, so we were planning home birth. And uh, I was convinced that I was not going to go over my due date. And I wish I would have because I really would have loved more time to prepare. I was one of those moms that loved being pregnant. I was like, I'll be pregnant for five years straight. Um, so uh, I went into labor pretty much on my due date. Um, and, uh, we labored at home for three days straight, uh, pretty consistent contractions. Um, the first 18 hours or so were early labor. You know, we went to lunch, we, we ran errands. I got, got a pedicure, you know, stuff like that. Um, but after three days I was just stuck at seven centimeters. My water didn't break. Everything was fine. Our midwives were amazing. Um, we were at home, uh, you know, heart tones were good. Everything was fine. We were completely safe. But after those three days, I was just mentally and of course, physically exhausted as was my husband and all of our midwives. And so, um, I, I really think that I had the most amazing midwife. Um, she really left the decision up to me and didn't push me to do anything. And I'm the one that called it. I said, you know, I need to go to the hospital. I need some pain relief and I need to be able to sleep so I can wake up and do this, um, which was really, really hard for me to make that decision. And I just get chills thinking about it because especially as a chiropractor, we, um, we kind of, we have this thing of like wanting to do everything naturally. Right. And here I am this like natural birth advocate. And now I'm requesting an epidural. So that was really hard for me 
to make that decision. Um, but part of me thinks it was the universe kind of being like, Hey, Steph, chill out, get off Mm. your high horse. Mm. (laughs) We're going to humble you a little bit here. So, um, so we went to the hospital, uh, took us a while to get checked in. Um, and of course we had, we had that thing where, um, we did not think we were going to transfer to the hospital and our car was completely out of gas. So we had to stop at a gas station, fill up the car. You know, it was just, it should have been in a movie. Right. Um, so we get to the hospital, get admitted. Um, the first OB that we had was just terrible. She was completely pushing a C-section. Um, there was no reason for it. She palpated my belly, swore that I had a 10 pound baby. She was seven pounds, three ounces, by the way. So that just goes to show the inconsistencies in obstetric care and their palpation skills. Um, so, uh, we really pushed to, um, not do a C-section, give me some time to just get an epidural and rest and see how we progressed from there. Mm. So luckily she got busy she came back just before a shift change and I had progressed and was able to sleep and rest. Um, the next doctor that came in after the shift change was amazing. He palpated me. He said, Oh, you don't have a big, ba- big baby. You'll be fine. I'll see you when you're ready to push. Um, when the previous doctor said the head's going to be too big, you're not going to be able to push the shoulders out. Your hips aren't big enough. And I know where you can't see me right now, but um, I'm not a size two. Okay. Mm. I got curves. I got hips. So when she, when she told me that my hips weren't big enough, I just wanted to laugh in her face. But, um, cause that's just ridiculous. And even if I did have small hips, you can still push out a baby. <laughs> so, um, next, you know, the, after the next doctor came, we were ready to push, we had progressed, um, and, you know, had her vaginally, which was great. Um, we really requested, you know, no bath, no eye drops, no, no medical intervention at all in that first you know, those first several hours, unless, you know, we really needed something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, she latched right away. She kind of did the breast crawl, kind of crawled up my belly to, to be able to latch on, which was really amazing. And just so special to like see in her eyes. And she looked at me and it was just the coolest thing ever. Um, not exactly what we wanted because we weren't at home. We were in the hospital, but mm-hmm. everything worked out. But I think something that, um, you know, I, I do want to mention is that, um, a lot of people say, well, you're healthy. The baby's healthy. That's all that matters. Mm. Yes. And no, mm. the process of getting there is also a really big deal. Giving birth is something you never forget in your life. It's mm. one of the biggest things you'll ever go through. And, you know, the people that are around in your birth while you're giving birth, while you're in labor Mm. is a really big deal. Mm. And when you're listening to someone who's like telling you, you can't do it and, um, wanting to push a completely different birth plan on you, you know, that's really hard. Yeah. And, um, you know, birth in general is just really effing hard. And, um, and it's very emotional. It's very personal. It's very sacred. And I think that that gets lost, you know, And and a lot of people think, as long as you have a healthy baby, that's all that matters. But, you know, that's really not all that matters. We know that epidurals are linked to postpartum depression, which I totally experienced. Yeah. And people are like, you know, people say to me all the time, but you're so positive. How could you have gone through that? Well, yeah, it, it sucks. And it happens even to the mm. most positive people. And um, so I really think the process of birth is just so important. 
and well let's know. let's yeah. let's take a step back here because i, I mean th- this is something that i really wanted to talk about with you mm-hmm. in particular you know it's what's the old adage right man plans god laughs right i mean the, yeah. the fact is you know <laughs> Birth is not an exact science, right? We know this. And chiropractors take it for granted, right? Because we see moms in various stages of, um, you know, their their prenatal experience, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you and I, we do some preconception work too. Um, but moms come from a whole bunch of different backgrounds, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I was joking in a previous episode that, like, I... I start to roll my eyes when an OB sends me a mom at like 38 weeks, you know, hey, yeah. <laughs> baby's breech. So can you flip the baby, which we know is not what chiropractors do. Right. Um, but, you know, I, even in the last year, you know, I, I've learned to open myself uh, up to every single mom's experience and kind of honor them mm-hmm. where they are. Right. It's a lot more challenging for a chiropractor to control variables when a mom is in her third trimester. And so I've learned to kind of let go and just watch the variables mm-hmm. and just sort of observe a little bit more as opposed to trying to control everything. And as a man, you know, yeah. obviously... <laughs> This is not something that I'm going to have the same type of experience with as as moms will, um, and so there is a little bit of a handicap there. Uh, I do the best I can, obviously, but it's it's different from the perspective uh, I think from a female chiropractor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, now that you you are a mom, mm-hmm. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how that experience has shaped your interactions with your mamas in your office, um, and mm-hmm. if anything has changed. Oh my gosh, so much has changed. So, well, I think I got to go back a little bit, actually. So, um, my husband and I got married uh, about a year and a half ago, and um, we were actually pregnant at our wedding, and we surprised the whole wedding party that we were pregnant. We did this huge announcement. Our parents didn't know. It was a really big thing. Um, We were so excited, and then two days later, I miscarried, and I was crushed. I was so devastated. I took a week off work and just cried for a week. Um, cause I was so excited to be pregnant. And then we had this big wedding and we were so happy. And then it was all just sort of taken away. So I was really public about it. I posted about it, which, um, I'm really glad I did because there are so many women who have gone through it and who messaged me afterwards and said, Oh, that happened to us. It happened to us three times, you know, Um, and I really didn't realize how common it was. Um, and I feel like that really allowed me to to connect with a whole group of women, um, who, you know, sort of under their breath would say, I'm so sorry that happened. I went through the same thing. Um, so that was kind of a, um, a very eye-opening experience. And then now having a baby, um, I remember my first week back in the office, I feel like I, every newborn or every child that got on my table, I just looked at like they were the most precious, most fragile thing in the world. And not that I didn't think that before, but I think it just hit me at a whole new level that how amazing it was that the parent was handing over their child to someone else to to help that child express more life. And that, that just hit me really hard of like not taking this for granted and how blessed I am to be able to do this work Mm -hmm. and how, how big of a deal it is for me to hand over my child to someone else. Now I really feel that when I'm checking kids. (laughs) So 
you know, I, I posted something the other day, like to all my parents, I am so grateful that I, that you trust me that, you know, and I, I want all my parents to know that this is what we study. We train, we really work hard to make sure we're providing the best possible care for kids. And I know you're exactly the same way, Dan. Mm -hmm. And people ask us what our hobbies are all the time. It's like, I don't have a hobby. Chiropractic is my hobby because it's so cool and I love doing it. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's all consuming. And and I think, you know, this, this may be more a message for chiropractors than it is for patients, but I mean, how many of our friends have like had ruined relationships and marriages, you know, and, and all sorts of other stuff because of chiropractic. Right. And so I think, I mean, it is because we, we do take a huge chunk of work home with us, right? I mean, yeah. I'm my patients know, like, I'm on call 24 hours a day. You know, I have to have okay. two cell phones because, uh, you know, I'll have four or six moms who are, you know, in the last four weeks of their pregnancy at any given point, right? And they know that, you know, if they're laboring and they stall out, like, I'm coming, right? Yeah. I mean, just recently, you know, we've been able to develop a relationship with a birthing center in San Luis so we can have privileges there. And I mean, I, I sat down and had lunch with the with the, the midwife there and she was joking, but serious, right? She's like, oh, absolutely. We'd love to have you there because I know that if I call you at two in the morning, you're the one who's actually going to come. <laughs> and so it is a big of a bit of a drain, you know, on our family life for sure. And so we have to strike yeah. a balance, right? I, I feel the yeah. same way that you do, right? Especially now, right? My, most of my patients and folks who are listening know that like I just recently became a dad, right? I came into a girl's life, you know, late in her life. You know, we first introduced, uh, we were introduced when she was six, and so I've taken on that role of stepfather and it's changed everything, right? Yeah. I was taking care of a lot of kids before then, but nowhere near at the level that, yeah. that, we're, that we're serving these kids now because I see my kiddo in every single child that I take care of. Um, you know, I was joking on another podcast and I'm not sure if it was the kiddo cast or if it was on uh, one of the other casts that I've done interviews on, but I mean, I'm in the process of writing a book right now. Right. And I think most of my patients know this, the title of the book, uh, at least the, the, um, working title is how chiropractic made me a better dad. And it's crazy because I, I see, I see such a huge experiential difference in the children that I care for as a result of filling that role. I see how these kids in our offices, have a, I just don't even know how to explain it. Like, I mean, Dr. Hoffman talks about this in his, in his episode, but it's, it's chiropractic kids just shine a little brighter. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I see that more so now than I ever saw it before. Um, yeah. I want to thank you for talking a little bit about your, your miscarriage because I know it's really tough, but I, I think, man, I mean, yeah, we have a lot of moms in our offices have gone through that, but they've gone through mm-hmm. it with a lot of secrecy and a lot of shame. Yeah. Yes. And yes. It's, and there's such a stigma about it, right? right. Of like, well, what did I do wrong? Which is, right. Which is what I ask myself still. What did I do wrong? Right. And really, um, I mean, one thing that just comforted me is that, well, sometimes the body miscarries because something wasn't right with that particular embryo. You know, yeah. something wasn't quite right there and so the body actually did the right thing yeah you know which that that might be i don't know kind of controversial for some people totally but um but that gave me some comfort Mm -hmm. um and i just thought it was so incredible how many other women have gone through it and yeah it is so secret and we have this thing like 
oh, you can't tell anyone you're pregnant until the 12 week mark. Well, why? Yeah. Why? And I, so many people, even my fellow chiropractors ask me, why did you tell everyone you were pregnant? You could have miscarried and not told anybody. <laughs> As well, if it's your I fault. Yeah. I told people because I effing wanted to. That's yeah. why. You know? You know, and I even catch <laughs> myself doing this now because like, <laughs> I, 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 when you've been in practice for long enough, right? Like you start to see second and third pregnancies, right? And moms yeah. come to you in their first pregnancy and then they stick around because chiropractic yeah. is just part of their lifestyle now, right? Like, well, <laughs> I have two patients in particular who they both got pregnant at around the same time and they both delivered mm-hmm. their first children at about the same time and their two children have grown up together in the office. And yeah. it's fun. We joke about it because they're both the two most serious babies in the entire office. And so they kind of like come in <laughs> and they give you that stink eye. Like maybe, you yeah. know, maybe, you know, they, they don't like you very much. But it's crazy because these two moms both got pregnant again at the exact same time and they could not wait to tell us, right? They could not wait to tell us. And, you know, I I find myself going, okay, well, I'll just keep it secret until you're ready. They're like, no, tell everybody. Like, we're so excited about this. Um, And more importantly, they wanted to share it with each other. Right. Because they wanted to go through the pregnancy experience together. I mean, and, you know, again, like we hope that they have, you know, healthy pregnancies, but it was it was yeah. really the, the act of becoming pregnant that was so important that they wanted to celebrate. Yeah. The stigma around keeping a secret is uh, certainly their prerogative, right? But it's, you know, as, as, as their doctors, you know, we wanted to make sure that they have everything that they need right from the very, very get-go. Right, so. right. And I think that, um, you know, as pregnancy chiropractors right we're usually the one of the first people to find out that someone's pregnant yeah you know i've had moms come in and they're like well nobody knows yet but we just took a pregnancy test yesterday and it's positive yeah. and it's like so cool that you know we get that we're privy to that information yeah. um and it's but important yeah, for us to know yeah. too. I mean, aside from us being being privy to the information, I mean, it changes everything in terms of how we check and adjust our patients too, yeah, right? Exactly. Right. And yeah. I think actually the segues into something else that we should definitely talk about. And we have talked about it on the podcast before, but this this is something that I don't think we've discussed in a detail with regards to preconception and prenatal care in, in as much detail. Um, and that's how to pick a chiropractor, right? For yep. for pregnancy care. Um, you know, people who know me know that I am not quiet about this, right? In terms of creating mm-hmm. a standard in chiropractic care. I think there are things that parents should definitely look for, um, very distinct black and white things that they should look for when picking a chiropractor to take care of them when they're pregnant. Um, I'd love for you to discuss this, uh, because yeah. you certainly have a softer tone when it comes to this. <laughs> um, but why don't you tell our moms, you know, like, you know, if, when you find out you're pregnant or even if you and mom, uh, you and dad are attempting to get pregnant, what do yeah. you look for in a chiropractor? That is such a good question. So, yeah, I think it definitely starts preconception. Ideally, if we can um, get people adjusted before they're pregnant, both mom and dad, that just ensures they have a healthier functioning body, a more well-connected brain, nervous system, um, reproductive organs, um, in order to create an ideal, you know, optimal conditions for pregnancy. Um, So as far as as, uh, picking a chiropractor, I think... um, the place to start is to make sure someone is um, Webster certified, uh, which is the pregnancy technique in chiropractic. Um, but I think it even goes further than that. And you want to make sure that the chiropractor that you're seeing actually sees a ton of pregnant moms. So if you go in and there aren't at least a couple pregnant moms in the waiting room or a couple families, then you might not be in the right place. Yeah. Um, 
I also think, you know, I talked a little bit earlier about like my financial payment options are set up for families. If they don't have a payment option that is set up for families, they probably don't see a lot of families. So you're probably not in the right place. Um, you know, so I, I think that's really a big one. Yeah. Um, and luckily I live here in San Diego and I've got, you know, amazing friends like Stan, who's just down the street from me and he took care of me during my pregnancy. Um, and we have a lot of really awesome, uh, qualified chiropractors here. I think in some other areas, it's a little bit harder. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm a true believer in when you find someone who is a master in what they do, um, driving a little extra should be important. You know, well, certainly um, that's how we take care of our families too. I mean, exactly. health is such you a probably priority. Have people that drive from far away to see you, right? <laughs> Ironically, I see I more mean, patients from far away than I do locally. Me too. I go through my database and, you know, more than half of my, uh, my patient base does not live in my zip code. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that strange how that works? I don't know. Maybe it's just because they know too much about you. (laughs) Um, that's consequently why I commute 40 minutes to get to my office in the morning. Um, all joking aside. I mean, I think, I think you bring up a lot of really good points, Steph, and we've had this conversation on the podcast before, but I think it's, I think it's important for our parents to understand that there are, for all of our sort of differences, chiropractors are essentially built in two different ways, right? Mm-hmm. We have chiropractors who are really, really good with acute care, all right? When the house is yeah. on fire, these chiropractors put the fire out. Yeah. And that's the overwhelming majority, right? It's the chiropractors who you back hurts, you go in, you get yeah. an adjustment, and you feel better. Yeah. These chiropractors are not the chiropractors you need to see when you're pregnant, right? Right. The chiropractors exactly. like me and Dr. Stan and Dr. Steph and Dr. Hoffman and Dr. Tullius and Dr. Denisa, like every single chiropractor I've talked to on this podcast, mm-hmm. these are the chiropractors that are invested, have trained extensively and specialize in a very narrow niche to care for families in more mm-hmm. of a long-term health development model. And exactly. when you see a chiropractor, specifically when you're pregnant, there are a couple different outcomes that we're looking for that are completely different than just getting you out of pain. Because if you just want to get out of pain, you might as well just, you know, take the anti-inflammatories that your regular medical doctor is recommending for in your pregnancy. If chiropractors who are trained in pregnancy, specifically or who are Webster trained, have one singular focus, and that is to make sure that your pelvic floor stays nice and level and mobile mm-hmm. and, and yeah. strong so that when it comes time for you to go into that first stage of labor, um, baby can find the exit, right? Yeah. And the side effect of doing that type of very gentle, very just painstaking work mm-hmm. is most of the time the pain goes away, right? It's a side effect. Right. Right. Yeah. The ultimate goal, if you do have pain an in pregnancy, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's an added <laughs> bonus, but the, the ultimate goal in pregnancy, especially if you have pain is to try to find the underlying cause of it so that when you get to the labor, you have all the tools necessary, um, so that you don't fatigue. Right. Yeah. It minimizes the amount of intervention. doesn't totally remove it, but it minimizes the amount of intervention. Right. We have a good research study that suggests that chiropractic care when performed in this Webster model can cut labor times by as much as 25. Oh, there she is. There she is. She's waking up with dad. Yeah. She's going to come over and get on the microphone. Uh, maybe at the end. It's too bad it's not a video <laughs> podcast so you guys can see this kid. She's amazing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it, that's that's the most important thing, right? And, and as a chiropractor, there's nothing more vital for me than to see all that stuff unwind so that by the time we get to 40 weeks, plus or minus, um, 
baby just does what baby's programmed to do, which is exactly. find the world. Yeah. So, and I think that's really important for parents to understand too. When you're looking for this type of chiropractor, what Dr. Stephanie talked about is so vital, right? Like if you walk through the front door and there's something that kind of smells off, right? Because you don't see mm-hmm. moms and families, you don't see boobs out, right? Feeding their babies. Exactly. Um, you don't see infrastructure <laughs> for taking care of pregnant moms, like pieces that yeah. drop away for your belly or pregnancy pillows. Um, that's, that's a big red flag. And conversely, when you walk into an office that has that infrastructure, you'll know it instantaneously. Exactly. Right. Exactly. If you walk into an office and it's not conducive to letting a kid run around and be a kid, (laughs) you're probably not in the right place either. (laughs) And you know, don't get me wrong. I can take a 300 pound dude and rock a side foster and blow up his L5. No problem. (laughs) But (laughs) you know, when I, I have a lot of pregnant moms that come to me. And there were at other chiropractors, and there are a lot of awesome chiropractors, especially here in San Diego. Um, my friends at Chiropractique, they do see some pregnant moms, but they send a lot to me yeah. because they know that we do much more specific work with them. Totally. And you know, if you're if you're um, pregnant and you're getting adjusted by a chiropractor, and they're not working on your belly, they're not touching your wrong ligament. Yeah. They're not, um, uh, you know, doing some of the more specific things that are. Um, specific to the Webster technique, then, you know, find someone else. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, and I, I I constantly, I I do a lot of teaching as a lot of you guys know, and we, we do teach some like post Webster uh, type training. Um, Webster again is like a good baseline, you know, but we, we go a little bit beyond that in a lot of the training that we do. But I also tell, you know, my moms, you know, if you've, you've got a chiropractor who's rocking what we call side posture, million dollar rolls on, um, Mm -hmm. on, on you when you're pregnant, it's probably a pretty good sign that you need to find somebody new. And the reason is just because when you're creating level pelvic floor with all the hormonal changes in a mama, especially if the relaxing, you know, flooding into the system and things start to stretch, uh, doing that type of uh, traditional side posture adjustment in most cases, not all, but in most cases is, is not appropriate because it can make things worse. Um, and so I guess the take home message here, you know, if you guys are out there listening and you're thinking about getting pregnant or you already are pregnant and you want some of that clarity, you want some of that, um, that certainty as to whether or not your chiropractor is actually a good fit for you for this. Um, the first place I start is ICPA, the number four kids.org. Uh, there's a doctor locator in there and you can see straight up what, uh, your doctor's credentials are. Um, if they're a member of the international chiropractic pediatrics association and they are Webster certified, they will show up in your zip code. Um, if you're looking for somebody who has a few more credentials with regards to taking care of kids, you're looking for uh, certifications by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics or diplomates. Again, not all chiropractors who are really good with kids have these certificates, uh, but it is a pretty good bet that uh, that those docs will at least be working towards them or training with the ICPA, uh, like Dr. Steph. Um, Man, that time flew really, really quickly. What an awesome, what an awesome episode. Um, I, I think I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a cap in this one, Doc, because again, like there's so much more information. Um, I, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to have you back next season so we can talk more. And I'm sure I'm going to see you in person between now and then. Oh, yeah. Um, guys, this content is super duper important and I I'm 100% just super proud of everything that we've been able to accomplish this season. If you like this content and you want to hear more and you want more people to have access to it, by all means, please share it on Facebook, share it on Instagram, share it on Twitter. Um, tell a friend, tell a skeptical neighbor, uh, tell the crotchety old guy at the grocery store, uh, to, to take a listen and, uh, we will save uh, tons of lives and help a lot of people, uh, with this information, um, podcast as always. And, uh, will always remain free and open to everybody. Dr. Stephanie, 
thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm uh, I'm so Absolutely. honored that you took the time to to be here. I'm I'm so honored, Dan, and um, I really want to commend you for the work that you do and the podcast because it's really amazing and it's really needed. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we couldn't do it without docs uh, like you giving up your time. Um, to everybody who's listening, uh, as always, if you need a referral uh, or you have a question to ask, by all means, call our office in the continental U.S., 805-481-1566. And if we're not in the area, then we're happy to find you as somebody like Dr. Steph, who is more than qualified to care for you and your family. Um, and so that's going to do it for episode 15 of the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families. We're going to take a short break uh, until probably fall of 2017. Um, but uh, what a heck of a season, guys. Thank you so much for making it possible. And we will see you guys in a few months. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.